How do we let them divide us into geeks and riders? Well, I guess everybody's a rider now that they got big wheels. But I wish we still had our big wheels and we just stayed rollers. Fat Crayolas. The older brothers, they told us that we would have destiny and there would be a date. This would be our fate. But you can't talk about how Lupe can't skate. That ain't love, nigga, that's hate. Welcome to another episode of Z-List Radio. This is Ro Hurley. With me is my co-host, Chris Otto. How are you, Chris? Good. Cool. Um, let's jump into it. Jasmine Fiore. You've heard about her, right? Yeah. She's the model. Um, she was allegedly murdered by her husband, Ryan Jenkins, who was a reality show star. I heard he was on two reality shows. One was like, I Love Money or something, and the other one was called Megan Wants a Millionaire about a woman who's looking to marry a millionaire or something. It's like a bachelor type show, I think. Yeah, yeah, where she like, she picks the millionaire. And I think he was like one of the, one of the finalists, although he had to leave the show early so they're saying that maybe he didn't win they just still don't know the outcome and the and they still might not show it they'd be crazy not to show oh, it oh they'll show it yeah they gotta show that shit they'll just switch the name yeah or edit him out as much as possible or, or edit him in as much as possible yeah but um so anyhow um what happened was I'll just kinda give a brief history on what happened so Ryan Jenkins um, left this reality show, Megan Wants a Millionaire. He met this woman, Jasmine Fiore, um, went to Las Vegas or something, married her three days after he met her. And um, so they've been married fairly recently. Um, and then they checked into a hotel in San Diego, and something happened with her ex-boyfriend or something. She was still in contact with him, and she was still actually seeing him. And so what happened was... Um, the Ryan Jenkins was seen leaving the hotel with a big suitcase and supposedly she was in it so they find her in this trash bin stuffed into a suitcase in Buena Park with her teeth knocked out and her fingers cut off and it's they like Michael Vick's dogs <laughs> there you go and they, they had to actually ID her through the serial number on her breast implants um, so then, of course, <laughs> the, <laughs> you didn't hear about that. That's nah, yeah, they, they cut him out and found the serial number, found out who she was. Um, so then they, the focus turned to Ryan Jenkins because he suddenly disappeared. They found his, his car and his boat on the U.S. border to Canada. And so they've been scouring Canada for this guy. And um, they finally found him today. They that's found good. him. Yeah, that's great. They found him dead um, in a motel. He checked in and killed himself apparently in Canada. I don't know how I feel about this because I, I just hated everybody involved in this stupid story. Well, it just seems like you're assuming he's guilty because he's black. I mean, just because a black, black guy has money. He's not black. He's black. His name's Ryan Jenkins. Come on. <laughs> oh, that, see, he's... that's stereotypical. He's really not black? No, he's not black. I posted uh, his picture on the blog. Do you read, do you read the Z-List blog? Maybe I'm kidding, bro. <laughs> Maybe I'm kidding, Chris. <laughs> no, but he, um, yeah, he, he's dead. Uh, doesn't say how he killed himself, 
but the Royal Canadian Mounted Police found him, which is funny to say because I can't yeah. believe they still call themselves that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, it's like when they were horse and buggy days, okay, but now they're like, you know, they actually drive cars, right? Yeah. So they're not mounted anymore. Well, no, they still ride horses, but just not oh, as much. I see. And just like we still have cops on horses, too. In New York, maybe. In L.A., I mean, all major cities. Yeah, New Orleans. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I just don't know how I feel because I hated all these people. These are like the type of people that I absolutely hate. Like, even that Jasmine Fiore, she's kind of off in the face. Did you look at her pictures? Yeah, she's got that Lady Gaga kind of thing. Or she looks like she had a lot of plastic surgery to try to look like uh, Mariah Carey or something. Yeah, well, she had a really nice body. Like, they had, like, bikini pictures of her and all that. But but then when you got to the face, she's kind of like Howard Stern's wife, Beth, Beth Ostrowski, who's another failed model who has a perfect body. But then when you get to the neck up, there's something really odd about it, you know? I don't think Beth is odd looking. I don't think she's a failed model either. <laughs> I mean, she's, like, 40 now, so she's past her prime. But so she was, what was she in then before she She was a regular her? model. She had all what? kinds, I don't know, bikinis and shit. And oh. then she, she got hired at the... Letterman show to be the chick on all the skits and shit, which is pretty good for a model. Before um, Stern? Yeah, before he even hooked up with her. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, she wasn't a failed model. She still does modeling stuff, and I think she's going to be a um, host on one of those reality shows because she's going to L.A. for a week or for a month. So I think she's going to do one of those reality shows. I think it might even be Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, but you know what? Her her face was off too, though. I mean, come on. I mean, half the picture she looks cross-eyed in. I don't know. I didn't notice that. Now, I mean, she's she kind of got a horse face, but that's about it. I never noticed anything about her eyes. But. She's not like model face, you know. She's got a model's body, but not the face. But anyways, Jasmine Fiore was a typical wanted to be a starlet, and she was in this shitty fucking electronica band. Did you listen to that? Yeah, it was terrible. It sounded like it was done on like Garage Band or something. It was just really bad, like just random fucking clips in there. Yeah, with that auto tune shit. I hate. Yeah, that. and then it started out just like every fucking techno song that. Yeah. Do you think that um, that anyone who uses auto tune can can be taken seriously now? Apparently, I mean, I don't know. People, I mean, number the number two song and shit is auto tune, and then. Actually, number one and number two, and who's, then who's that? Well, that Black Eyed Peas are number one, and, and they auto, they auto tune too. Oh yeah, big time! <gasps> oh my god, that sucks. Yeah, you haven't heard like Boom Boom Pow? That song? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anything uh, that Fergie's involved with is really gay. Uh, I like Black Eyed Peas, but this album I don't like that much. But as, well, as, well, they're they're good performers though. I mean, like they give a good show. I've only seen them like when they're on. On a show, like an award show or something. What do you mean by gay? Like homosexual or like? No, no, no. I mean like stupid. Okay. I don't mean I don't mean to say it in a homosexual way. I mean. No, I'm just curious. I mean lame, but um, but they do give a good show. Like her her outfits and it's like kind of. Now that's a butterface. Like I wouldn't say Beth yeah. O, but she's a butterface. Like yeah. her face looks mannish. She's always got something wrong with her crotch. 
Have you ever what noticed you that? Well, okay, so like, do you remember years ago when they, when <laughs> that picture came out, when she had, when she wet her pants on stage? Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. And then she said, oh, I was, I was embarrassed. I, it was when I was drinking and I was drunk and it, now I've got to live with it, blah, blah, blah. But recently TMZ posted a picture um, of, of like a little something in her pants. You know how they're saying like Lady Gaga has a penis? Yeah. It looked easily like Fergie could have had a penis. And then it showed her going down there with her hand and scratching on it, you know? <laughs> I'm thinking maybe it was a pad or something, you know? I don't know. No, <laughs> but, I mean I know what a pad is, but I don't know if she was wearing one at the time. Yeah, but but it's it just I don't know. There's just always something crazy going on down there. <laughs> it's a party. It's a party in her pants. Yeah. But yeah, she's kind of a butterface. But how old is she? I mean, she's. I don't know. She's got to be pushing forty. You think? Because, I don't know because mm. she's she's older than me because she was one of the older chicks on that. What the fuck was the name of it? Kids Incorporated. And oh, I was a little right. kid when that came out, so she's pro- older than me. So, and I'm in my early, th- real early thirties. So she's probably in her late thirties. You're almost thirty-three. Yeah, okay. about a, about a month, less than a month. Yeah. Well, happy birthday in advance. Mm-hmm. Getting old. Okay. But um. Anyway, so yeah, Ryan Jenkins, offed himself, which I guess is the noble thing to do if you've just killed your, killed and maimed your wife. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. Throwing that around there. (laughs) Another suicide watch is Dr. Conrad Murray. He's the Michael Jackson doctor. Yeah. I didn't realize he's like Jamaican or something. I thought he was a U.S. doctor. So did I. But I heard he he had this um, YouTube video out where he was thanking everyone for their support. And he had a Jamaican accent. And it says he's a cardiologist. So I'm thinking in Jamaica... A cardiologist might be like equivalent to a hospital janitor or something. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, like, what are his credentials to be a cardiologist? If in America? Yeah, I mean, was he a doctor in America, though? I don't know. Besides being check. Michael Jackson's hired quack? Well, if he's prescribing, prescribing medicine, that means he went to medical school and all that other stuff. Yeah. You can't yeah. just prescribe medicine unless you're a doctor or a nurse practitioner I guess and, it, and he was like a full time cardiologist and then he then Michael Jackson started paying him like just to be a f- yeah. full time doctor full time administrator of propofol I can't say that and they, I don't think I can't either and I can say almost every drug name it's like <laughs> propof- I don't know I've heard so many people say it wrong that it, now I can't even say it yeah but um yeah, he's on apparently suicide watch at his home. I don't know what that means. Like, does that mean police are watching him? I don't know. I don't know. I know what it's like when you're in jail. What it means, but I don't know what, what it means. What does it mean in jail? In jail means like that's when they take your shoelaces if you have them. They take your belt. Um, depending on what jail you're in, they could even take every piece of clothing from you and put you in like a room where you're just pretty much naked with the big thick cover. Oh yeah, you're right. Because I had a friend who. Um, was in a went to a mental ward for a little bit and I had to deliver some special like I had to go and buy special things for him like I think he could only wear like boxers and and he could only wear things nothing that had ties or anything mm-hmm. and um and they searched everything and they searched me before I went in there too so but how how can you be on a suicide watch at home if you're at home yeah I don't I have no idea hmm. Well, maybe, maybe just every so often they call him and ask him if he's committed to. 
Are you still alive? Yes. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> but um. Yeah, from looking, it just says a doctor with questionable ties. Doesn't say what kind of doctor he is or anything. But but sometimes it, it say says it's a it says cardiologist at times, which yeah. is which is which is really weird to me because Michael Jackson died ultimately of a heart attack is what they what they're saying. You know. Yeah, not only that, they, he was calling and he gave him CPR on a bed. Yeah, right. And you're supposed to put him on the floor. To, yeah, because the bed takes in the. The pushes when you push them. So, but what they're what what they're what they're what the speculation is now is that Jackson was long dead. Like there wasn't even like the like the um, any type of CPR that was given to him was just to go through the motions because the guy was dead. <laughs> you mm. know, so it kind of makes sense. Why bother putting him on the floor when there's no chance of resuscitating him? May as well just keep him on the bed. <laughs> I don't know, but um, but yeah. Another one on Suicide Watch. And then Robert Novak died. Yeah. You're a big fan of his, right? Nah. So explain who he was. He's a conservative talking head. He's been around forever. He was involved. What was he involved in? The Valerie Plame outing her as a CIA agent. That's right. That's right. He's the one who outed her and put her, I mean, put her life at risk, basically. Yeah. He was the first one to put her put her name out there as a CIA operative. Now, Val- Valerie Plame, where was she at? In Russia? I don't, she was I don't remember. somewhere in, in the UK or Russia, I think, and, and under some undercover deal, and she and he basically published her name so that they knew who she was, and it and it and he did it to interfere with um, what were they interfering with? People who were... No, her, hus- uh, her husband is a uh, ambassador to some country I forget what country off the top of my head mm-hmm. and he wrote a, he went to Iraq and he couldn't find any kind basically remember when Bush said he didn't uh, Colin Powell didn't say it at the UN but at, when Bush gave his State of the Union he said that uh, he said that Saddam Hussein was looking for significant qu- quantities of uranium in Niger right right well basically uh, in the New York Times uh that Joe Wilson is his name. He he came out and said, "Look, I've been in Niger. I've I know all this stuff about this. That this isn't true at all." And uh, they have a copy of the paper that, like Dick Cheney, actually read. And uh, you have his like circle. He underlined parts and put all these notes on the side. Hmm. And uh, basically, it was pretty much just a vendetta kind of thing. Right. And and Cheney is supposed to be the person who actually told Novak, right? No, he did. Or Cheney told it, it. It goes. It's a long chain of command, but it, it got to Novak through. It, it turns that the person that actually took the blame for it was Scooter Libby, who was Cheney's chief of staff. Oh, okay. Which is like his main guy. Yeah. And, and it um, went to like Dick Armitage and through Carl Rove. It went through a lot of people, and but it, it got to. Uh, Novak, because he's real friendly. He's a right wing guy. And so this this will learn Valerie Plame and and her husband. Mostly her husband, yeah. Mess with Cheney then is basically what that boiled down to. Right. Yeah, I remember Cheney was deeply involved in that, and that's that's just crazy. What about Cheney going off on the news and stuff now? He's supposedly writing a tell all on Bush now. Have you seen that? Well, the tell all is not about Bush; it's his memoirs. But yeah, he's saying that. Well, uh, he's totally like talking smack about Bush, even. 
Yeah, well, all he said was that he got soft in the second term. Mm. It wasn't that shocking. I mean, people could see it. Yeah. I, I could see it myself when he started to get more realistic instead of being like, because Cheney was, Cheney is seriously one of those guys that like seriously thinks we're going to get nuked any second by right by terrorists. Right. He lived, there's a good scene in that movie, W, where Bush is eating a sandwich and Cheney's like, well, if I told you there's a 1% chance that, you know, you're, the lettuce in your sandwich is contaminated by salmonella, would you eat it? And he said, no. And he said, well, there's a 1% chance that Iraq has nuclear weapons. What do you want to do about it? You know what I mean? Uh, it's called yeah. the 1% rule. And mm-hmm. it's basically like it justifies you doing anything you want to do in the world, basically. Wow. And they, but, and they did, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the, that was the big thing against Novak was that he, he was the first one to print that. Well, and and alas, now he's dead. Yeah. You gonna try the KFC new double down sandwich? I don't generally eat at KFC at all, so I doubt <laughs> I'm, not, I will. I'm not big on fast food, but it's, I mean, it's kind of. Have you looked at the picture of that on the blog? It's it, okay. Yeah. It's it's two pieces of bacon. It's pepper jack cheese, Swiss cheese, and the Colonel's secret sauce. What the fuck is the Colonel's secret sauce? I don't know, every restaurant has a secret sauce, but actually calling it a kernel secret sauce kind of sounds gross. Yeah, it's kind of kinky. Um, yeah. What, um, but, like, has he had this, is it a new secret sauce, or has he had it? Has he used it I have in no other idea. ingredients? I, I, can't even, I can't think, usually secret sauce is what they put on sandwiches and stuff. It's usually Thousand Island, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is at McDonald's, basically. Basically. But, okay, so it's all that, but instead of bread, they put it, in between two breast fillets of KFC original recipe chicken, mm-hmm. and and I guess you eat that like a sandwich. So you so the the two breast fillets are the bread, mm-hmm. and you I don't know how you eat it. I, I still can't figure out if you're you supposed eat it to eat like it. a sandwich. You use your hands. I mean, you use you your use hands. Your when, hands on greasy chicken. That's gross. That's how you eat regular chicken. You use your hands. You don't take fried chicken and eat it with a fork and knife. I don't know. It just seems really super hard to navigate this sandwich. I, I just really can't. I need to see somebody eating this and see how sloppy it is. And then see them die of, like, coronary disease afterwards or whatever. But um, I wonder who came up with that. I don't know. Supposedly, it's doing really well in Nebraska, <laughs> which is where they're test marketing it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That's where they usually test market, like, cities, you know? Yeah. So I remember Cincinnati used to be a big city test marketing since it's real diverse, you know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Like Nebraska is pretty much, you know, steers and queers, you know, but... You <laughs> no, could, that's Texas. <laughs> yeah, same with all this. But like Cincinnati, I mean, you got the blacks, you got whites, you got Germans, you got yeah. Italians, you got all kinds of different people. So that's what... They used to test market all kinds of crazy shit out there when I lived there. Nebraska, don't they call them corn fed or whatever? Like Yeah, it's the corn huskers is their yeah. team. Yeah, they grow a lot of corn out there. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. That is kind of a weird place to test market because you'd probably want to go, like, I, th- I read somewhere that the consum- most of the consumers are fast of fast food are, like, urban people, yeah. like, on welfare because what they do is they eat um, more filling food as opposed to, like, lean food that, that takes more maintenance to prepare. Well, I don't know if most people... I mean, I'd say a higher percentage of welfare people eat fast food, but I don't know. It was just this weird study that I read, like, years ago, and that's what that's what they were saying, was that, that, like, you know how, like, people say, well, they're on... If they're on welfare, you know, like, you see a lot of overweight people using their food stamp cards at the market and such. It's... A lot of times they're overweight, 
it's not it's not that they're it's just that they can't afford to purchase like the leaner whole foods kind of food organic or or less fat or or whatever you know yeah and or they so, just not they don't want to either i mean yeah i guess I mean, people that aren't on welfare for being like unable to work or generally not as educated as the normal person you know what i mean yeah but um but you'd think you'd want to test market in those markets yeah i mean not just for not just for the fact that you get poor people it's just that because there are people on welfare in nebraska just as there are people everywhere but yeah, it's class. you get you get a variety of different people because i mean not only are urban areas more likely to have poor people but they're also more likely to just have more people in general that yeah. will buy food so it's just like you're going to want to have something that appeals to more people so that's yeah. weird that they're doing it in nebraska that's true. I remember they used to, you know, they used to do, oddly enough, a lot of test marketing fast food stuff. Like when I was in high school in Orange County, California, mm-hmm. they used to do a lot of test marketing shit in Orange County. And I don't know why. they Like, they wouldn't do it in L.A., but they do it in Orange County. Hmm. And what kind of stuff? Like, okay, I remember, like, Arby's and McDonald's a lot would do, mm. like, test marketing stuff that you couldn't get in L.A. Because I was living, actually, between L.A. and Orange County. So I I kind of knew, you know, as a teenager, I kind of knew what you could get at the restaurants and stuff. But, um, you know, just weird weird things. They would totally just go test market in Orange County. Well, I mean, again, people think of Orange County. They see, like, the OC on TV and stuff and think that's Orange County, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a large part of it. But there's Orange County. It's a big county, you know? Yeah. Well, there's and, Santa Ana, which is kind of the slums of Orange County. Yeah. There's and all Anaheim kind of and parts of Anaheim, parts of Fullerton. Fullerton and Buena yeah. Park and that, that area. But where I was at, El Toro, oh, my God, that was, like, rich. And that was exactly what you see on TV. That was the Laguna Beach crowd, the Newport Beach people, you know, El Toro, Mission Viejo. It was, like... Rich Republicans, you know, driving their their kids would drive BMWs and Mercedes to school and shit. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was horrible for me as like a poor white trash half Filipino, you know. But um, I mean, I I was born in Anaheim and I was born and raised in Fullerton, you know. Mm-hmm. And I never that it was total middle middle income place, you know. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I got to like Cincinnati and I started to like read and stuff that I even realized that Orange County was even looked at as rich. I always thought it was looked at as just regular, you know? Yeah. So that's where I grew up and I had no idea it was known as rich. Yeah. Well, where I was, where I went to school it was pretty uppity. Where I went it was all Mexicans. Really? Yeah. See, we, we didn't have, we had one black kid in our school and I don't recall any Hispanics. I think there probably is now, but, but we, our one minority was a black kid and he, the poor guy, well, actually not poor guy because like the teenage girls who wanted to piss off their dads, they'd always mm. like go after this guy. And so I guess he kind of had it made, you know, mm-hmm. being the one minority in the sea of white, you know. But um, I think uh, I, ha- I did have a friend who was Puerto Rican, um, but her family was kind of well off, and it was just a bunch of rich white people. Mm. And they hated me, and I hated them, and so it worked out fine. But, um, have you seen uh, the Gary Coleman ad for New York Fries, which is a Canadian French fry chain, by the way? <laughs> no, I, I haven't. I looked on their menu. All they have are like different variety of French fries with different toppings, and then they have um, there's something called poutine. Pout- like it, it was like routine with a P on it. It's <laughs> like some French thing. It's like a meat sauce or something, and they put it on fries. Um, and then they have like six different types of fries and a hot dog and that's all they have on the menu 
<laughs> but um, but yeah, Gary Coleman from um, Different Strokes is featured on their on their billboards and magazine ads now and online ads. And they're coming out with a new Facebook application for New York Fries that's actually a Gary Coleman bobblehead. So, that's funny because in real life he actually is a bobblehead. <laughs> Poor Gary Coleman. Have you ever no, seen? Have you ever heard that clip or seen that clip where it's a? I don't know if it's divorce or no. It's just an interview with him and his wife, and his wife's like, you know, he's so mean and he 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 laughs, and sometimes I get scared that he's gonna hurt the dogs, <laughs> and they're like. He's like, why do you think I'm going to hurt the dogs? And she's like, well, you know, you hate the dogs. He's like, yeah, well, that doesn't mean I'm going to kill them. <laughs> and just, it's just out of the blue. It's just really funny. Like, and it's, it, Well, they were actually, like, on the people's court or something. Yeah, that's why I thought it was from that originally, yeah. but it's just regular interview. Yeah, he, you know, that poor little guy, He, I, I really have a soft spot for Gary Coleman because it's like he he didn't get any fucking breaks. I mean, okay, so he was a, a child sitcom star, but it was because he had some kind of disease that stunted his growth. Mm-hmm. And then his parents stole his money. And so now the guy has, like, you know, no money, and he has to work as a telemarketer, and then he goes to work as a security guard, which I remember the mall that he worked at. We'd go in sometimes and see him. And and people just harass him wherever he goes, <laughs> you know? Like, you're always reading about him getting into fights with people because... Well, he's got an anger problem, too, because I've seen yeah, multiple but... clips of him, like, when he, was, uh, when he did that parking lot thing, when he's jumping on the cars and shit, and is supposedly beating his wife, and th- there's a... In that same interview, he's like, she, he said, well, today he destroyed a fax machine, <laughs> and he's like, well, my agent was trying to fax me something, it wouldn't take it. <laughs> like, it was just like, that was what was logically came next. If your fax doesn't work, you obviously bust the thing up, you know? Uh... <laughs> But you know, I I, I really can't. I, I really feel for him. You can't really blame him for having an anger problem. I mean, wouldn't you have an anger problem? If I'd if, find a way to be. There's a way to make money being Gary Coleman. I yeah. mean, you could be on the surreal life. If he if he wasn't so, if he Hot wasn't headed. yeah, if he wouldn't have all these problems where now he's kind of vilified. He could be. He could. He could do commercials here. He wouldn't have to go to Canada. He could be like. He could honestly be like a really popular. I'm trying to think of somebody I could that's making money off that kind of stuff that. But there's well, tons. Like, look at Flavor Flav or any porn, of those people. Like really, porn or something? Like, look, no, at, look at Screech. I mean, that guy Screech from... Yeah, but he's not a midget, like, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but he's a mental midget, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of washed-up child stars that just can't cut it, you know? Uh, but, there's some to that. There. There's something about getting famous that... Or, yeah, famous and rich that soon. It just goes to your head and it fucks you up. What about that other little guy, Willis? or Not, not Willis, the guy... The other little one, Webster, yeah. What's he doing now? I think he might be dead. I'm not sure. (laughs) No, I'm serious. He's got. He had some congenitive disease. That's why he was hanging out with Michael Jackson. I'm pretty sure. Emmanuel Lewis. I can check. I don't. Yeah, I just. I mean, if I mean, he's not been doing anything. I don't think he's dead. I think I would have. I would have heard of that, but um. But yeah, no, he's a, and and Corey Feldman's still struggling to hang on to that. Gary Coleman reality show that would be awesome yeah the, the reason he hasn't done this is because he's so fucked up though. isn't it weird that he's living in um, in Utah though yeah I think it's weird anybody lives in Utah I mean it's yeah. a beautiful place but just all those Mormons and it really scares the shit oh god and those laws those blue laws that they have out there are just yeah. fucking insane you know yeah but um like I was watching Lock Up on M- MSNBC yeah I can never find that show 
uh, it's on every Friday and Saturday night. But uh, mm-hmm. they had this guy on, and he's like, he, he was it was it was a Utah prison, mm-hmm. and he was like, he's like, people try to beat me up just because I'm a Mormon, I'm a sex offender. And I was thinking about, it, I was like, which one is worse? You know, <laughs> is it worse to be a sex <laughs> offender? It's like be- the same difference. <laughs> I don't know about that, but it's just, well, I'm saying the same thing. So, yeah, I just mean, which is more of a stigma to me? Like, yeah. who would I, I mean, one I wouldn't trust with, like, my daughter, but it, yeah. hold on one sec. And then the other one molests kids. So, um, that Katie Abrams bitch, whom I love to hate, is on that Glenn Beck's 912 committee? Well, she's like a leader of it. Yeah, they're just basically figuring out that all these pe- a lot of these people that you see that are yelling at these town hall meetings they're having for uh, health care mm-hmm. are set up the set stage. up or they acting it, it's not staged I mean they're real people and they're really yelling stuff but and they're really dumb yeah most of them but some of them it turns out are not like they're acting like when she this Katie Abrams lady she basically went to Arlen Specter's uh, town hall and mm-hmm. she just started yelling all this stuff about socialism and all this stuff and then she, she you know, after they do that, I guess they get a free ticket to, like, New York to go to all the sto- the shows. They go from, like, MSNBC to Fox News. To, right. And they go on all those news shows. And it's turning out that a lot of them are, like, actual, like, that Katie Abrams lady, for instance, she's an organizer of the 912 Commission, or the 912 Movement, I guess it's called. So she was that, she was the organizer, though, before she... Yeah. The town hall. Okay. Right. And then she goes to the MSNBC and she acts like she's just some housewife who, you know, doesn't know much about politics and doesn't really care. Well, not not to defend her, but she really didn't seem to know much about politics. Yeah, but she knows <laughs> she knows what she wants. I mean, she knows what she's well, she against. She knows what, what Daddy but, Beck has told her. You yeah, know. exactly. But she acts like she doesn't really care about much, but it's just getting so bad and so socialist out there that I just have to say something. Yeah. Well, but Lawrence O'Donnell out, ripped her a new one, though. I mean, that that was brilliant. Let me play a clip of that real quick. Why I've woken well, up me, to get to this go, point. Let me just go now to the, the, what the question you actually put to Arlen Specter, which was, you said sure. to him, what are you going to do to restore this country back to what our founders created according to the Constitution? Let's just go through a checklist of what you think that would require. I assume that would require repealing Medicare because that's a single-payer government-funded health care system, which is socialism. I agree with you, by the way, that is socialism. I think it's successful, practical, smart socialism. But it is definitely socialism. So you would want to repeal that, wouldn't you? I'd hate to have words put in my mouth. I mean, I, I honestly... Well, the founding you know fathers did not anticipate <laughs> Medicare, so we can repeal that, can't we? In order to get back to what you think the founding fathers would have us do. Yeah, I think a lot of the programs that that are in place were not supposed to be were not supposed to be then here. Then let's repeal um, them, right? Wouldn't you then want to repeal them? Wouldn't you want Senator Specter to go in and repeal Medicare would, <laughs> and repeal Social Security because that's actually a piece of socialism that we imported from Germany. Bismarck invented that program, uh, so we should that that is also socialism. I agree with you on that. Again, I think it is smart, practical socialism, but it is socialism. So I guess you'd want us to repeal that. Okay, so. Um so she's not the sharpest tool, definitely. Well, that, that, I don't know if it's an act or what, because, I mean, I went, somebody linked uh, to her, uh, I saw it first on Daily Coast, but basically mm-hmm. somebody linked to her meetup.com, which is like a group where you can organize people. Uh, like when I did my health, my dad and I did our health care thing out here, that's what we used. 
to get people out to actually support a, a single payer system, which is totally right. out of the picture now. Right. But uh, what it is, basically, she's a leader of what's called the nine twelve movement, and what that is is the thing Glenn Beck kind of started to sell a book. And what it was is he wants everybody to go back to that place where we were back on September twelfth, where we were all it didn't matter if we we're black or white, we were all Americans, and that's all we cared about. But if you think back on September twelfth, everybody was just scared shitless. Right, we and didn't no, know what else was coming, and yeah, people nobody were, would go to a mall. Nobody it was would go horrible. Anywhere. I mean, seeing those the people wandering around dazed in New York with those flyers. I mean that that to me. Is, was that was even before that. Horrific... That was before anybody left their house in New York, you know? Yeah. That was the, the flyers and looking for people. They didn't start that the day after 9-11. It, they started that a week after 9-11. No, they started it like a day after 9-11, definitely. No, they the... didn't. Streets were closed the day after 9-11. Why would they have flyers for people that they thought were going to be rescued the next day? I mean, that was the, It was a week after when they started having flyers because people were missing for a while. Uh-huh. But the next day, the streets in New York were totally closed. You couldn't get anywhere near where the people were putting up the flyers and stuff. And that's my point, is that people were just so scared. You wouldn't do anything. You wouldn't get in a cab because you're afraid they were trying to blow up cabs. You wouldn't get in a bus because you're afraid they are going to blow up buses. You wouldn't go to a mall. You wouldn't go to anywhere where like more than three people were. Most people on 912 just stayed home and watched TV. And that's exactly what Glenn Beck wants you to do, is be afraid of everybody, stay home, and watch him on TV. Right. Hmm. And that's why I said in the blog, I think we should go back to 910. If I, he's going to have the 912 movement, I'll have the 910 movement where everybody's just happy and there was no terrorist attacks at all. Mm-hmm. And we weren't ruled by fear. Mm. But yeah, she turns out, turns out she's a leader of that movement. And it's she acted like, you know, she's on that Lawrence Donald, you heard her there. And she was on Fox News. And it was funny, John Stewart had a funny thing because, uh, what's his name? Sean Hannity asked her. Well, what did you think of Arlen Inspector's answer to your question? And she said, you know, I was just so so nervous and so blah, 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 that after I asked the question, I couldn't even really listen. I just, you know, and, and John Stewart made a joke like, oh, well, welcome to Fox News. Would you like a job? <laughs> Basically, and they don't even listen to the people who answer their questions. They're just so into themselves. That's all they really care about. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're they're like patting themselves. Like like you look at their dopey faces after they say something. They're all like yeah. happy and smug like... I did it, you know, like they're they're like showing off to their family or who their churches or whatever. But and it's like a competition who can be the most outlandish, do the most retarded shit. Like first it was Hannity was the worst one, but he had like uh, that other guy who was it Combs that would like balance him out, but he was just such a nothing that it never balanced out. And then yeah. when when he started actually saying stuff, he totally got booted from the show. So now it's just Hannity. Then O'Reilly was the big loudmouth. Then they hired Beck. I didn't know that Combs got booted. Yeah, well, they you know, just didn't, they didn't rehire him. It's kind of like, did Paula Abdul get fired? Did she quit? Or did oh she stop yeah, or they just didn't renew her contract. Yeah. So did um, do you think that Beck is going to last this um, advertisers boycott? It's hard to tell because you're talking about Rupert Murdoch. Uh-huh. And Rupert Murdoch is a multi-billionaire. He owns that station. He owns tons of movie theaters. He owns he owns a little bit of everything. Right. He can afford to take a loss on a show like Beck if it promotes his agenda, which it's doing. Glenn Beck had the highest uh, viewers of any of the Fox shows, and which had more. And Fox News had more viewers than all of the other networks, all the other news networks combined, and yeah. was second in cable ratings only to Nick and Knight, which is scary as fuck, you know. Yeah. Um. 
I don't know, but but Murdoch is still a businessman. Um, let's say Rupert Murdoch was only able to get rid of one thing, like let's say the the state tax or the death tax, like the Republicans call it. Right. If he was just able to be able to get that through, he'd save himself a billion dollars that he'd be able to give to his kids after he passed away. Mm. I mean, so his. I mean, if if he takes a hit on Glenn Beck, he might be able to get some. You know, he might be able to get five more seats in Congress when there's re-election, or five more seats in. You know, what I mean. That's right. all it takes for him to get something that he cares about through to make himself billions on another end. Yeah. So he can take a hit. And all the people that got off, I mean, it's great looking to see that Walmart, CVS, uh, Geico, all these companies pulled their sponsorship. But what they did is none of them actually pulled their sponsorship from Fox. They just or they kept the same amount of ads. They just moved them to other shows, mm. which I don't understand how they could do that if uh, where's the hole that they're opening up, you know, that they can move stuff around. But I guess there's, I guess they just cut out some regular Fox News ads. But yeah, they didn't actually lose any money over this. They just don't advertise on Beck's show. Right. They advertise instead on, I guess, O'Reilly or somebody that's more sane, I guess. More sane? No, I don't know about that, but... Oh, yeah, I think O'Reilly's much, much more sane than Glenn Beck is actually... I mean, I think O'Reilly knows what he's doing because he knows what that line is and he'll get real close to it. Sometimes he gets infuriated. I think he's got more of a rage issue than probably Gary Coleman, but... uh, yeah, but he knows he knows what he's doing. Like if you watch any of the old stuff, like he was showing some old clips, like right after the election, he was he was almost pro Obama mm-hmm. because the whole country at that point was just kind of overtaken by Obama furor, you know. Right after he got uh, inaugurated, you know, the whole country is kind of like I think his approval rating was because he wasn't even in office yet, but his approval rating is like in the seventies, you know. Mm. So back then he was like, oh, you know, I'm really for Obama. I don't know how he's going to be on the issues. So now that he's in, now that he's in office, and he's taking a hit here and taking a hit there. Now he's really anti-Obama. So he's smart, right. but Glenn Beck is just fucking nuts. Do you, but do you think that um, that I mean, because Rupert Murdoch isn't a stupid man. I think that that Glenn Beck, everybody thinks he's a joke. I don't think there's he's too the many people rate. beyond the Bible Belt that are saying, "Oh, this guy is for real. This guy, we really need to listen to this guy." He's, he's got just, the highest ratings of any of the shows. Yes, but do you think that's got his train wreck appeal? No, because they think he's going to cry again. No, hmm. that uh, that's interesting, but it doesn't. It happens, but nobody's going to watch a new show just to see if somebody cries. They're, and even if they do, they're going to take it in and. It doesn't matter. No, he he gets ratings because people. There are people in every city, every state that, that believe that shit, and it's just like kind of like you see a far left guy that kind of goes overboard. You know, like Abby Hoffman or somebody like right, that. You know? Right. You you support ba- his basic core values, but you don't agree like with the total picture of him. You know, you know you know what I'm talking about. Right. But you still you still agree with the the. The root cause, so mm-hmm. you go and you watch the show because you don't care if he might say something crazy like, "Yeah, I'm going to poison Nancy Pelosi," or which is what he said, or he, right. he any of that shit. You put up with it. You don't agree with it, but you put up with it because you agree with every other thing he's saying. Yeah, but what does that say then about our country? I mean, in every country, there's going to be people that aren't that smart. There are going to be people that think out of fear and think. I mean, that's mostly what it is. It's it's fear. They're afraid. They're afraid of people of other co- of other colors. They're afraid of people of other religions. They're mm-hmm. afraid of anything that's not exactly like them. And shows like that speak directly to them. If I had started a cult like I like I really aspired to when I was in my twenties, I would be like a billionaire now. Because I'm thinking like his people are probably like religious fanatical people. 
A lot of them are, yeah. And everyone's looking for something, right? They're looking for someone to follow or something. I really should have started a cult when I was younger. Well, he's good at it because he hits everything up. He's got the, he's got like three books out at one time. Mm. He's he's got T-shirts. He's got, a, he got every way to make money. They all do, you know. Bill O'Reilly, Hannity, all mm-hmm. of them. Yeah, Think Bill about, O'Reilly had like mugs and umbrellas. Oh, he's got everything. He's got doormats. <laughs> but like, and literally, he has doormats on that. Michael and, uh, Jackson has socks, and ties, <laughs> and shot glasses. But like Hannity probably is the one. Like I can watch back and just be like, okay, he's a retard. Anybody listening to him is retarded. Blah blah blah. But Hannity's the one that scares me. Because Hannity's the one that all thrown around. Oh, he's a good American. He's a good American. You know mm-hmm. that they they compare Obama to Hitler, but that's that's exactly that that's Hitler right there. We're talking about people who are good Americans and bad Americans. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, and and the whole comparing Obama, like first of all. Um, the that Katie Abrams who said I don't want America to become like Russia. Well, Russia is a democracy now. I mean, yeah. granted, they're they're still kind of fledgling. They still need to build up some strength in the the democratic arena. But but um, she well, a really, lot of what she said was retarded. Uh, yeah, and, and that we want everything to be like our founding fathers. It's like so so and um, and Lawrence O'Donnell let her have it too. You know, yeah. saying. So you want to get rid of Social Security and Medicare, Army, you know, police, whatever, you know? Yeah. And then another thing she said, she's like, oh, well, you know, she tried to act stupid. Like, oh, well, I remember watching Obama on TV, and he was for, uh, what did she say? She He was for getting rid of all regular well, medicine. She said that he said that it might take five to ten years, but we would eventually evolve into a single-payer system. And she yeah. kept saying, I heard it on television. Well, it was never on television. It's out now uh-huh. on YouTube and stuff. And he did say it. And it's true. I mean, if you think about it, it's going to happen. That's why right. people that were for single-payer are for, uh, are for having a public option. Because a public option, the regular insurance companies can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. And in five, ten years, it'll go to a single-payer system, which is the best system, which will work for everybody. But, right, everyone and, will be insured, and it'll be great. Right, but on the, on the right wing, and you want to scare people, say, okay, th- this has already, I guess, been deemed bad because the, Rep- the Democrats won't even do it, this public option, this total socialized medicine. And, and he thinks it's just going to take about five to ten years, and he said that. So it's a slippery slope, like it's a common dumb argument, slippery slope. Um, and then... And she, she didn't see it on TV. It was never on TV. She saw it on YouTube because it was on Glenn Beck's website. It was on Drudge Report. It was on the right-wing media, you know? And then she played stupid. And that's exactly what they're doing now. Like that guy who... Uh, okay, so I, I came up with a blog on the top five celebrities to follow on Twitter. Um, and I'll just go ahead and read them off. I have number five is Questlove, who is the drummer for The Roots. Yeah, he blocked me just because I said he Twittered too much. Now, why would you say someone Twitters too much? Because he Twitters too much, man. Then why not just delete him from your Twitter like I did Tila Tequila? Because I like calling Tila Tequila ho, and I like telling people they Twitter. I use the internet like I use everything else to annoy people. I'm not on there to make friends nor influence people. I'm there to fuck with people. That's all I do. Go look at my last 20 tweets. They're all like... <laughs> I mean, I did a, I did yeah, you're calling people whores and pissing them off. It's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, I mean, I've got uh, my, the blog that I had right before that about things. I have a pretty so – this one chick says, I'm a giant whore. Who the fuck are you? And then this other person says, I don't appreciate the kind of comment language, so I'll be blocking you. I'll keep you in my prayers. 
<laughs> yeah. I just got, I got tons of them. Like that. I Be mean, sure I, to thank them. But yeah. um, but Questlove blocked you because he he's actually you're missing out then because he I actually enjoy reading his twats because he he when the whole Michael Jackson thing was going nuts, you know, and everyone's like, oh my god, how dare you say anything bad about Michael Jackson? He he came out and said, I'm not going to side either way. You know, he he was what he was, and but you know we grew up with his music, and but he's very pro Obama, pro health care, and and I really I really admire what he's doing to his over hundred thousand followers on Twitter. No, he's so, cool. I I like him and I like his music. The roots are really good. Yeah, he's he's my number five, and and I don't think he twats too much either because um, well, I, actually, I was pretty new and I, I just realized uh, I wasn't, fo- not just realized, but I realized since then that I wasn't following very many people, uh-huh. so my wall was pretty much just him, you know, so I yeah. thought he twatted oh. too much, so I let him in oh, yeah, no, I, I, I read his every twat number four, I put as Will Wheaton, which I'm kind of I, I don't know, Will Wheaton, he's such a nerd and he's so like uppity to people you know, Will Wheaton's cool as fuck I don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, no, no. He he's kind of uppity on Twitter. Like he he's one of those like uppity's kind of a racist term. And you know what? I don't see it as that. I think it's racist to say Look it up. And then, no, I know you're right. You're right. Fuck. Will Wheaton is awesome. Like I'm he's, not saying, he's well known as being cool. He was in Stand by Me, which is an awesome song. Yeah, I know. And he's, he's the golden child of Fark.com and all that. And I, no, I know all that. Fark. I just found out about that a little while ago. Actually, I, I realize all that, and I like I like Will Wheaton, but he's he's a little uppity on Twitter is all I'm saying is that he's like like you see like celebrities who only talk to other celebrities he's one of them and the, another one is who's not on my top five is Courtney Love she'll like only talk to celebrities and they never talk back to her but she's like always trying to ping them you know mm-hmm. um, but but yeah but Will Wheaton he, he's, um, he's my number four because he he writes these dialogues with his cat and they're really hilarious so I put him on the list. But I do think he's uppity. And then my number three was Colbert's home account. Yeah, it's now, funny. I kind of assumed that he has a work account, which is written by interns, and a home account written by possibly him, because why else have two accounts? Like, maybe he wanted to write his own tweets. Um, but yeah, his are pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And um, and then John Mayer, who first caught my eye when everyone was bashing Perez Hilton, um, and I started reading his twats, because I, I couldn't tell you anything he sings. Are you familiar with his music at all? Who? John Mayer? John Mayer? Yeah. Yeah. He sings that song, uh, Waiting for the World to Change, I really like it. I, I don't even know the song. I could not tell you anything that he does. I know he's a guitar player, and I know... He dated Jennifer Aniston, and he still is. Off and on, I don't think he is right now. Hmm. She's dating someone else, but um, and then he's he dated uh, that other dumbass um, Jessica Simpson. But he's I've been like reading his his tweets, and he actually tweets to his brother a lot. I think his name is like Corey Mayer or something like that, and mm-hmm. he's pretty funny. The guy's hilarious. His summer, uh, the douchebag. Like I've heard somebody else talk about this. I forget who. I think it might be Adam Carolla. Mm-hmm. But he's like, is John Mayer is John Mayer really cool or is he a douchebag? <laughs> like, it's hard to tell because like I've half the the tweets yeah. I see by him are like 
are pretty cool, you know, but the other half are just kind of like where he tries to act like he's real, like, zen and all this yeah. shit. Like, you know, I'm just sitting here waiting for the music to fill my head. Like, that. okay, you're a douchebag. Yeah, but then the next yeah. one I'll see, it'll be kind of cool, where he'll talk about, like, you know, famous people, but not talking about, like, they're famous. Like, yeah, I'm doing this with this person. He's kind of cool. You should check out his site. That kind of shit. It's pretty cool. Well, he he's I, I can kind of see that too because I think Corolla's right on that call because um, he's kind of a douchebag because he dated Jennifer Aniston and yeah. Jessica Simpson. I mean, that's kind of a douchebag remove, right? Mm-hmm. But then on the other hand, I mean, when he was like bashing the fuck out of Perez Hilton, I was like laughing so hard I was crying. Did you read that one twat that I posted on the blog? Yeah, some about pink or something. Yeah, well, Perez Perez just to give the backstory on it, Perez called Will I Am a faggot. And, and someone from Will I Am's crew punched Perez in the face, gave him a black eye. Then Perez went on YouTube and started just crying his eyes out. And he's like crying on YouTube saying, I'm a human being. I don't deserve this. And then John Mayer writes, he's like writing all these things, like just these really funny lines. But the funniest one was last, John Mayer writes, last year pink need me in the nuts outside the Chateau Marmont. I was pissing blood for days. Did I make a scene? See, I thought that was kind of funny. And any Perez bashing is funny. But Perez has been making me laugh lately. Did you see when Kirstie Alley was going off on that um, that Sarah Cordes reporter for the Inquirer? You told me about it. I didn't see it. Yeah. Kirstie Alley was having a Twitter meltdown. And she was, like, giving out Sarah Cordes. Sarah Cordes wrote an article for the Inquirer about how Kirstie Alley was dying and how fat she was and, and how her family was worried about her and shit. So Kirstie Alley had a had a meltdown um, and was posting Sarah Cordes' personal information on Twitter. Well, then Perez Hilton jumps in, and this is uh, honestly, this is like one of the two times he's made me laugh in, in like the past week. And he 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 twats directly to Kirstie Alley, and it says, looking good, and then it links to the picture of her on the cover of the Inquirer, where it's this horrible <laughs> picture <laughs> of her, like in her entirety. <laughs> and I thought, oh my god, that is so mean, and it's so fucking funny. So, anyways, but um, my number one celebrity was Boy George, and I tell you why I like Boy George is is just because he's he's very down to earth. He's on house arrest, so he's actually been twatting a lot. He's on house arrest, I guess, for um, what happened with that Norwegian gentleman. I have no idea. He chained, like he hired a Norwegian prostitute who came into his apartment, and then Boy George. The guy ripped him off for money or something, so Boy George chained him to the radiator, <laughs> <laughs> and the guy got away somehow. So, anyways, Boy George um, went to court, and he's under house arrest, and so he's been at home on the internet a lot. But he's he's actually really funny, very honest about his situation, very down to earth, and you know he puts a lot of jokes out there. And I think he's the coolest celebrity. But um, did you have any favorites? Uh, no. Oh. I like the New Hampshire Epping Police Department. They're pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you think about um, Arpaio on Twitter? I don't. I mean, Sheriff I don't fuck Joe with Arpaio. them. Maybe if when I move out of the state, I'll comment. Yeah, or- you know what? You're right. I actually wrote something to him the other day about how I thought he was long. He, like, twatted something about how he doesn't try to create conflict and I, I actually I agree back with him 100% him. 
You don't think he tries to create conflict? No, I think he tries to solve crimes and help people. Can we change the subject real quick? <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right. Well, we're actually out of time. So, um, hey, vote for us on podcastalley.com. Search for ZZZ List and give us a vote. I'd really appreciate it. Read the blog at ZZZList.com. Leave us a voicemail, 310-439-9979. You can find us on Twitter, ZZZList or AutoTK. That's all I have. Got anything, Chris? That's it. All right. Good night, everyone. Oh, yeah. Oh, my dog. Stand by me. No matter who you are. You gon' need somebody to stand by you. No matter how much money you got, all the friends you got, you gon' need somebody to stand by you. When the night has come. And the land is dark, and that moon is the only light we see. No, I won't be afraid. No, I won't. She won't be just as long as your people come and stand by.
Bottle 